mm-hmm. already since, since the first time we had gotten a bottle. Me and my wife had come out on a tour early last year and picked yeah. up a bottle of it. And to me, you guys are right on par uh, chasing Weller, I guess, is, you know, is what I would call it. Uh, I appreciate that. I do. I'm a, as a, as someone who is a fan of Weller, I appreciate that a lot. Um, I think they put out a lot of really good products. So that's that's a huge compliment for sure. Welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of the bourbon road. Find out more about their fine rustic furniture at logheadshomecenter.com. Times are tough and we're all stuck at home, but you know what? We could still drink some bourbon and we can use some technology to get online and talk to each other. And today that's exactly what we're doing. Mike's at his house. I'm at mine and we've got Haley on from Wilderness Trail Distillery. And we're going to do our best to knock out an episode and do a good interview here and let you guys hear a little bit about what Wilderness Trail has going on. I have to warn you though, we did have some technical difficulties. We were fighting microphone problems and a little bit of internet issues and but at the end of the day i think we were able to squeak out an episode and i hope you all can appreciate it and give us a pass anyway we're doing the best we can you know the bourbon road likes to be on the road but uh during these times we've got to do what we can and make do and hopefully when this is all over with we'll get back out there and pick up where we left off and well it'll be good times again so please enjoy the episode with Wilderness Trail. Hello, everyone. I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is the Bourbon Road. And Mike, we're sitting at home today, right? But three different places. Well, we're on StreamYard. We're doing a video conference with uh, Haley from Wilderness Trail. She is one of their brand ambassadors. She's their social media guru, and she's an American badass. So welcome Haley <laughs> I'll, ne- I, uh, I'll never tire from being called something like that it's so great <laughs> <laughs> well Haley welcome to the bourbon road it's nice to have you on today it's great to be on it's great to be here in our in our uh, virtual hangout space with you guys so it's been nice yeah this is a uh, this is the bourbon road speakeasy you know virtual <laughs> speakeasy uh, and Haley's bringing the whiskey today huh that's right. That's right. I am. I'm bringing a, co- a few different whiskeys for you guys to uh, try with me and partake in. It'll be fun. So, Haley, what's the first whiskey that you got for us today? So, the first whiskey I have for you guys is our weeded bottled and bond bourbon. Uh, we're starting with this one first because it's the first one we ever released, uh, which is, you know, we're pretty proud of that. Uh, you know, it's being a bottled and bond four years old it's 100 proof uh and four years is a long time to wait on a baby so we were extremely excited when that first came out um and, you know we were proud to have our name on it so 
This is our 64% corn, 24% wheat, 12% malted barley, mash bill. Um, and with that, you know, using all local grains, everything like that, uh, sweet mash, non-chill filtered, all the other fun raw words you want when it comes to drinking your bourbon. Uh, so we, we were thrilled to have it out and it's, and it's just a delicious product. I'm a hundred percent biased, right? But it is a delicious, delicious product. Um, a lot of very sweet dessert type notes on it. Um, you know, Mikey and I have mentioned this before, but and talking, but you know, just fruit notes as well. So I don't know. You guys want to go ahead and dig in with me, or let's get to it. Yeah. So when I'm nosing it, I get the, those fruit notes, um, some caramel, some some toasted marshmallow in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you had talked about before about uh, a chocolate covered, uh, like a citrus candy. Um, yeah. Get Christmas time. I could get that too. Just a very sweet bourbon, a good representation of a weeded bourbon. Um, I'm all about the the weeded bourbons, about the wheat. You know, right, I like to right. profess myself as the weeded king of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I can agree with that for sure. Um, weeded king of Kentucky, I like that. So I would say, you know, I, I've drank a couple of bottles of this. Mm-hmm. already since, since the first time we had gotten a bottle me and my wife had come out on a tour early last year and picked yeah. up a bottle of it and to me you guys are right on par uh chasing weller i guess is you know is what i would call it uh, i appreciate that i do i'm a as a as someone who is a fan of weller i appreciate that a lot um i think they put out a lot of really good products so that's, that's a huge compliment for sure this was the first uh, distillate that you guys made. And what year was that? So we released this. Well, our release for it was back in 2018. But we basically started making it um, back in 2013. Um, we released two products prior to that um, that we still carry to this day. Um, but this was the first whiskey that we ever, ever released. So, um you know, it's, it's exciting to, you know, we were able to have our vodka and our rum prior and, and kind of start to make our name for ourselves. But when you call yourself a, a, a bourbon distillery, but you don't have bourbon, <laughs> you're kind of a big tease until then. So um, we were we were very excited and very proud to have have this one out. So so we've been out to Wilderness Trail a couple of times. Mm-hmm. We came out there and we did an interview with uh, Pat and Shane. Um, the founders and owners. Yeah. Um, and, and then I came back out. Uh, Jim was on the road out to Colorado uh, for some vacation time. And I came out there and did the Kentucky Barbecue Festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, we, we interviewed you that, that, that day, too. That's when I met you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So what's changed since then, since our first interview with you guys? Has anything changed there at Wilderness Trail? Oh, let's see. It's so funny. So much has changed. Um, I was reflecting on that the other day. I just uh, celebrated my like three year work anniversary there. And in in that amount of time alone, if you've gone there, if you'd gone to visit back in 2017, when I first started, and haven't been there since you might think it's a whole new place. Um, so a, a lot has changed. We, and uh, we joke that we are one of the only distilleries that I know of um, that expanded, oh gosh, 
three times before we even released this bourbon. <laughs> so, uh, so a lot's changed, a lot's continuing to change. Um, we've expanded our visitor center, um, our Rick houses have grown exponentially and are growing. Um, and so that's been an exciting process. We've also recently acquired um, a property right across the street from us that we are working with our uh, grain producers to actually allow them to grow maybe on that on that site as well. So we can help kind of allocate for more land and um, kind of have maybe a little bit more hands-on approach with our grains as well. We're pretty hands-on with everything we do anyway. So um but having that, that grain literally across the street from us is an exciting option to have. Um, you know, so, so those, those things have all been in place and, and, um, you know, we're excited to see what happens with that land as well, you know, as far as hopefully having it for more rickhouse spaces, um, because barrels are pretty big. (laughs) They take up a lot of room. And, uh, so, so those things, um, one thing that you, can't currently see uh, to the public one thing i i know i'm really excited about i think we all pretty much are is we just expanded our bottling line and so um i would say to probably most distilleries it doesn't look like a whole lot (laughs) but to us it was a huge expansion um we went from having you know a six nozzle it looked like a fountain drink dispenser, you know, for our bottling line, all hand done, the six at a time. It's all you can manage and hand label it, move on. Um, and now we have a beautiful automated state-of-the-art uh, bottling line. Uh, still does six at a time, but a lot faster than we can <laughs> manage at a time. Labels it all for us and everything. And that has really been nice. Um, our bottling and warehouse people have truly enjoyed <laughs> not feeling so behind and not feeling so rushed in the process. So that's been, that's been a nice expansion. Um, maybe not so nice for the public because it's not so, oh, wow, wow, see this. Um, but for us as the workers, we're pretty pumped about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I would think so. So what, what sort of, uh, fueled those early expansions before you guys released your first bourbon? What caused you to, I mean, I guess the, the vision grew, right? Yes, the vision grew. Um, you know, one of the beauties of, of where we've started and where we've come from is that we had Farm Solutions, our, our fermentation uh, and consultation company prior to Wilderness Trail, um, which had allowed us to really be self-funded throughout this whole process. Um, and, you know, Pat and Shane are our you know, two experts in this field as far as knowing, knowing the behind the scenes. And, and basically from doing that, um, you know, and opening the distillery and saying, Hey, this is, we've seen, we've seen on the other end of this, where this is going, you know, we've seen their expansions, their things, we've seen where this is going. And even then, once we already opened, kind of, you know, speaking, speaking to other industry folks, speaking to, to, you know, other council and things like that. Um, it kind of just became apparent that we, we would need more than what we were working on already, you know? So we had a, we had a small, um, doubler column still situation that we were working on and it grew to a, um, 
an 18 inch continuous column still, uh, which then grew to a 36 inch continuous column still. And so, and going from 4,000 gallon tanks to, uh, you know, 20,000 gallon tanks. And so I think really it was the idea of just kind of, you know, listening, listening, listening to counsel, listening to other people too. And, you know, not only listening to our consumers and kind of seeing the demand, um, but also listening to other people in the industry, which is the nice thing about this industry is, I mean, especially for Pat and Shane, they don't have, there's no secrets to them, right? Um, they don't, they, everyone talks in this industry. We all want to sh- share and help each other and do those things. Um, but even more for Pat and Shane, where they help fix those problems and those secrets <laughs> that other distilleries might have. So, um, but I think definitely one of the big eye-opening things for us was after we released our first bourbon and how how fast it just all went <laughs> and and how how quickly we realized that we needed to resupply and keep up with the demand so that was that was probably the big the big indicator uh for the the later expansions it was just realizing oh boy okay they they really want this <laughs> so I, we got to keep I can up with remember it. i i still remember when uh the first delivery of your product came to my local liquor store and how many of your bottles are in a case? Six. Uh, six. Six. Currently. Oh, mm-hmm. So my liquor store got one case and, you know, I'm, I'm really good friends with him. And he's like, you've got to try a bottle of this. It's the very newest stuff in the world. So, yeah, of course I got a bottle of it. I took it sure. home and absolutely blown away. Bottle and bond and uh, a weeder. Mm-hmm. And just very delicious. I, you didn't taste. It didn't have any youth to it. Uh, it was very, uh, very soft up front and sweet, but it had a nice, you know, caramel, vanilla. And, and then it had it had so many other notes that kind of exploded in the background and mm-hmm. presented themselves. So I was like, man, I can't wait to see where this thing is in a couple more years. It's delicious today. So, wow. Sure. Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah. And especially for a wheat, you know, um, four years for most weeks is, is fairly young. Um yeah. And so you, you're used to kind of expecting those young flavors and, and kind of that more, um, I always feel like young wheats are very parsed out in their flavors. They're very compartmentalized when they're young. They're not so melded together. It doesn't, for me, a young wheat doesn't take you on a seamless journey when you taste it. It's more like, oh, there it is. Oh, there's another one. Oh, like it's very abrupt the way the, the flavors come through. So this was a nice, a nice surprise for all of us, I think. Um, yeah. So especially I love wheat um, too. So I was, I was excited that the first, the first thing we came out with was a wheat. So yeah, delicious. So I guess when a new product is released, there's, I mean, a lot of times there's a lot of fanfare around it. There's a lot of excitement. And uh, if, you know, if it tastes good, then it doesn't, it doesn't deflate. It doesn't fizzle out. It just, the shelf's just empty. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what happened to you guys. Yeah. It's well, and for us too, I mean, it was, yeah, it was not only, you know, cause we, we started with a small, well, small fan base, you know, we started very well unheard of. Um, so um, I think it's still continuing to grow just because people are still 
learning about us and hearing about us you know when we first released we were only in Kentucky and some parts of like Maryland and DC that was it you know you had to you had to come come find us you had to hear about us those things um so I think you know now that we're expanding to new states and kind of branching out from the the central Kentucky nucleus um excited because it's still growing you know it's still brand new to so many people so even after it's been out for yeah, two, three years now. So it's a, it's cool to see. It's cool to watch it happen all at once. So Haley, so you've been there for three years. Um, mm-hmm. And had you worked at a distillery before or in the spirits industry? And if you haven't or hadn't, what have you learned in those three years? Sure. Great question. Um, so not exactly. No, I, um, I did do some things for a Kentucky Eagle a while back. Um, but really, no, I, I am, um, no stranger to bourbon on by, in per, my personal life. Um, but I, I was a total stranger to, um, more of the distillery life. Um, I I've gone and done, you know, all the tours that I possibly could. I kind of was a bourbon nerd before, but well, I think that I definitely wasn't as much of a nerd as most people are out there, right? I have been bested by so many, um, but I was very interested in it. Um, my dad kind of taught me at a maybe younger age than appropriate, but that, you know, if you're going to drink bourbons, this is how you do it. These are some of the brands you drink. Don't, you know, don't sit here and take a and put coke in it (laughs) you know (laughs) and um so you know taught early by that um and then my mom um started working with Woodford um let's see I don't know probably five or six years ago um she started off as a tour guide and then she actually kind of um, was an interim uh, event coordinator uh, after Tim moved, Tim Middle had, had moved on to do his own thing. So she kind of took his place temporarily um, and then went back to uh, Woodford, or back to um, tours after that. Um, it's by no means her, her everyday job, but she just loves it out there so much. She keeps doing it. So uh, she kept up with it. But Otherwise, my background is in biology and marketing. So I, um, I actually uh, had a background in biology and was actually uh, on the road to being a dentist uh, for a long time. And I worked in the dental field a lot. I'm very familiar with more of the laboratory side of things. Um, and I'm very familiar with more of just how yeast works and uh, how, how all those nitty gritty molecules come together. So that was really my background. Uh, and then I went to school again for marketing and then ended up having a distillery open up in my town and went from there. So that's kind of my uh, zigzagged pattern way through life to get me to where I am now. So, so are you Danville born and raised? I am Danville born and raised. I am. I've lived in Lexington now for 11 years. So that's more like home. Um, but yeah, Danville born and raised for sure. For sure. So it was pretty exciting. I, uh, back in my day at the 10th age of 30, back in my day, I had to drive <laughs> to the next County over 
to get my under drinking on. Um, so, so I, uh, so Danville, Danville was a dry town when I grew up and it went to uh, like a, uh, like a semi wet or moist town. Um, probably when I was later in high school or maybe even after I left, um, I remember Applebee's getting to Danville and that being just the biggest thing to ever happen <laughs> in that town. So, um, so, and now, now there's a full blown distillery there, which is insane. And, um, I was thrilled about it. I went on our opening day, uh, before I was ever employed there. I went out to their grand opening back in 2016. And, uh, that's when I met Pat and Shane and, um, kind of got the, the, the ball rolling on my way to being employed there the next year. So what did you, what did you start out there as? Did you start out as a brand ambassador or as a social media um, director? Yes. So that, that is what I was initially hired for um, was to be our, um, be a brand brand ambassador, be our social media coordinator, manager. Um, We have a marketing team of three really. So uh, we all wear a lot of hats. Uh, around that place um my my initial but that was yeah that was my initial start there uh, I had to train as a tour guide though for let's see a few months um and that was kind of as a way to make me you know train me, teach me how to be as well-spoken as I possibly can about this bourbon. Um, tour guides get grilled for everything, right? If you've ever, if you've ever gone on a tour, ever um, given a tour, ever anything like that, tour guides get grilled for absolutely every question possible. One, out of genuine curiosity. Two, because people want to try to try to show off their skills too, which is great. I love it. But also, um, it means that you got to be ready to answer any question possible. And what better way to train somebody for the field than by throwing every question possible at them day in and day out. Um, so that was my initial training. I also think it was kind of like a vetting process because I had to drive to, to and from Lexington to Danville every day. And um, yeah, that's a lot lot of time in a car uh for to get up you know you gotta get up a little earlier to make it to that a.m so how long is that drive it's about 50 minutes um so it's not terrible uh but you know it makes for that's you know 10 hours of your week just getting to and to home or to work uh, which I, you know, there's been other employees to do that to just end up moving to Danville. So did you ever get caught off guard by one of those tour questions? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, especially early on, just just kind of being new, you know, throw me a science question my way. I got you. Um, but throw me more of like a, a distillery mechanic, you know, distillery function question my way. That was news. That was all new to me, you know. So, um, yeah. So there was, for you. Sure. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a science question for you. So last episode, we were tasting butterscotch, and I said, Mike, there, that's a chemical name for that. What is the chemical name for butterscotch? For butterscotch? Oh, Lord, I don't know. He said, um, he said it was anise. No, acetyl is what I said. Acetyl? Um, but I don't think it's acetyl. I think it might be diacetyl or something else, but I, I can't remember. But anyway. It is... Uh, well, because it's, but for butterscotch, 
It's got to have one of those acetyl. Yeah, it's diacetyl. That's it is it diacetyl. Well, I got it wrong anyway. I said it was acetyl, but yeah, you're close though. You're close. close. Yeah, he said he said mint. Mint was uh, anise. Mint would be more of the anise. Like the Indian restaurant. You said those little seeds that you clean your clean your palate with. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so yeah, that would be it for sure. And so yeah, acetyl, uh, diacetyl is close to it. Close to it. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm gonna, wait a minute. I'm going to put up my Walter White background. Did you, did you just Google that Haley while we were, uh, <laughs> Google this. Well, it's a different, I wanted to make sure it's a different chemical structure the way it, the way it is. And I couldn't remember what it, I have to, I'm a visual person. So if I can remember how it looks, like the shape of it, then I'm okay. But it is. I've I've invested a million times um, uh, in this industry. And that's the, but that's, as someone who likes to learn, I am always taking notes. Always taking notes. I have a whole notebook right now just of new notes that I'm taking for different things so um so there's a chance for me to learn or if it's an opportunity for me to say okay I didn't know that then I'm gonna try I I sure I'm gonna remember it next time because I will not be embarrassed by you again (laughs) you know so yeah so so Haley I gotta say sipping on this uh wheat um you know you still get all those like I said almost the same notes you would get in the nose is the palate. It doesn't finish. It finishes nice and long. It, it just begs for you to take another drink of it, you know? And that's what I love about your guys' uh, weeded bourbon expression. Um, it's good to drink almost any time. You can drink it by the fire, by, down by the creek, you know, my farm here, um, share it with friends, a great bourbon. People should go out there and buy it. Um, so we'll take a quick break. And we come back, we got two expressions to drink. We're excited about those. And we'll get you to catch us up on what the future looks like for uh, Wilderness Trail. like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of the Bourbon Road. Logheads Home Center, nestled in the hills of Kentucky, is an industry leader in building handcrafted rustic furniture. Family owned and operated, they take pride in offering only the very best for their customers. The Logheads, and that's what they like to call themselves, are skilled woodcrafters who are passionate about creating rustic furniture for people who appreciate the beauty of natural wood. Owners Tommy and Gwen don't just sell the rustic lifestyle, they live it. And you can be sure that Logheads Furniture will always be handcrafted in Kentucky by artisans who embrace the simple way of life. Logheads Rustic Furniture is made from northern white cedar, a sustainable wood that's naturally rot and termite resistant. Its beauty and quality will add warmth to your earthy lifestyle for generations to come. Be sure to check out everything they have to offer at logheadshomecenter.com. And while you're at it, Give Tommy and Gwen a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Logheads Home Center. Um, so Haley, so this expression right here, are you guys moving to that six year with both expressions or just with a rye? 
So it's actually going to be just with the, well, we're starting with the wheat um, for the sixth year, uh, only because the, the wheat's actually what we started making first. Uh, and in fact, that's what we, you know, the, the wheat was going to be our flagship. That was going to be our kind of golden pony boy. And then the rise, we're just going to be kind of like, and here's another option, you know, essentially that we were going to present um, to, to, to our markets. Um, but once we released this rye, once we released both of our ryes, we found quickly um, that they were uh, maybe more popular than what we had planned for. So um, we've had to restructure a lot of the ways that we've, we've planned on, on, you know, what we're, what we're going to focus on, what we're going to shift gears to. It's, it's always, we're constantly in a, uh, in a turntable of, okay, no, 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 wait, let's try this and, and experimenting with that and seeing, and a lot of it has to do with just hearing from, you know, you guys are consumers, people out there that are, are you know, trying it um, for the first time and realize yeah So yeah, after releasing the rye, we realized quickly, okay, we, we should probably, focus more on this a little bit too. Um, so initially, and, and, and also with that too, is why the rye was a small batch when we released it and why it's still a small batch now is because um, we didn't have that much of it compared to our, our weeded, you know, that was so, you know, where we did the single barrel, we were just like pumping wheat. Let's go, let's go. Okay. Let's make a rye here and pump some more wheat. Let's go and let's make another rye. Um, and so we we were like okay we can we can we now have enough aged product to make a four-year-old small batch we can release that out go from there um and so we when once we realized okay we got to change change gears here so we've really upped our ride production um whether or not we will go to a six year, that's kind of always been the goal for our our bottom bonds especially is just saying hey um, we really want to make it to that six year point. Um, and it has increasingly gotten harder to get to that six year point just to keep up with the demand of the four year. Um, so we're hoping to reach that six year point. Um, it'll be probably further down the road than our six year week. Um, but that's kind of the goal for now. Uh, course we have the right to change that as we see but i mean that's that's always kind of been the goal though is that we get to that point with with each of our bourbons so um eventually you will see a six year of this cross your fingers um the one thing the one nice thing about rye though especially is you know at a four year it's uh, way more likely to be a, at a mature, more mature tasting flavor profile, right? So you don't have to worry so much about um, as much anticipation of what it's going to be like when it ages. You know, with wheats, it's just like, oh gosh, let's see it for, let's be that six because, you know, it takes so much longer and those flavors evolve so much more. Whereas rye is just more, much more of an abundant spice. It's much more of an abundant grain that, um, as far as the activity of it and the way it's going to, you know, work to penetrate wood and what it, the work it's going to do in the barrel. So tasting a four-year-old is very mature, you know, as far or it can have those mature flavors as far as those flavors go. So um, I think we feel a little bit more comfortable on, on 
hanging in that four-year-old <laughs> area for a little bit while longer. Whereas with a week, we're just like, oh, all right, it's good now. We know what happens as it goes a little bit longer. So, um, so yeah, so we'll see, we'll see how this starts to develop over the next couple of years. Um, we've just been kind of drained with the market. Um, but we also just want to get it out there for you, uh, especially, you know, and just kind of keep, keep the, keep the flow, keep the wilderness trail name going for people. You know, our goal is just to be a household product, you know? So that's, that's the exciting point for us is really more than anything, you know, for, for our longtime lovers, uh, which long time being since 2013, um, you know, we know that there's been that anticipation, but for so many people just within this last year of, you know, this is just a phenomenal product as a four-year-old, you know, we, we just now started releasing to, I think 22 States, um, is what we're finally in. And that's only been within the last, like probably nine months or so that that expansion has happened. So it's kind of interesting to see still how the market takes it and how uh, we can adapt to that, you know, with that growth. So your your capacity is, is, is pretty big. I mean, you guys are able to make a lot of whiskey, right? I mean, 200 plus barrels a day. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, it's astonishing. Um, so we, we obviously came from very humble beginnings. You know, we, at the very beginning, we were making maybe two to three barrels a week, you know, and that was, that was pumping, pumping at full steam (laughs) as much as, as much as we could. I say we, I wasn't there for that part. Um, but Pat and Shane and, and a couple others, you know, um, Jared and Mike and uh, you know really just trying to pull out some of the some of the best work they could and then once we finally graduated to that continuous column still um, that allowed us to pull about 12 barrels a day um, and that was that was a phenomenal step for us right that was a pretty big number that was a pretty big jump um, but with our latest our latest and greatest uh, expansion with the the secondary continuous column still um, that has allowed us for about a maximum of 230 barrels a day. Um, that said, you know, we still do a lot of other work for other distilleries. So, you know, we're probably for ourselves only producing upwards of 150 to 200 barrels where those, those other barrels, there's still a lot of production work going to other distilleries. Um, either through contract production or, um, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll run, um, we'll run a mash to, to help doing any kind of, um, troubleshooting or things like that. So, um, so there's still quite a bit of barrels that are going out to that, but, um, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a big step for us. Uh, we took a big boy step with that, with that, uh, continuous calm still with all those different, uh, fermentation tanks. And it's really been phenomenal to see and of course that means more everything right more rich houses more space more all that so um but it, it it's been really really fun to watch watch grow and and see how everything continues to change so yeah it's been nice of course with that you know we find because of that we finally reached from a number standpoint 
uh, a level to where we could actually be on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, the main trail, with all the other big boys that are out there. So congratulations um, on that! Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, this was suited to be a big year for us until <laughs> until the virus happened. Um, but this was going to be our our first year on, and I mean, still technically is our first year on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Um, and of course, you know, that is a, it is a pay to play, uh, organization, but that being said, you do have to meet a minimum, uh, standards to, to be on the main part of the trail. And a lot of that has to do with, with production and, um, distribution and things like that. So, um, interestingly enough, most of those numbers, although are, you know, currently active, we're making those barrels, but those won't be reflected to the market for another four to six years. So we still, we still feel very small <laughs> by comparison. So, so Haley, one of our, uh, I would call him our super fans or super listeners. He, and, and we just named him as a, or set him up as one of our moderators in our private group. His name's oh. Adam, Adam Boothby and uh, him and his fiance, Sarah, they actually got engaged out there at Wilderness Trail on a Valentine's day pick, I think. They did. Yeah, they did. Um, Yeah, which congratulations again to Adam and his fiance. Um, Yeah, they we had a a really great Valentine's Day event and they came out and um, surprised us all (laughs) with that. Um, So I think they I think. I'm sure he can tell you better or probably has, but I think he asked to kind of be slipped away into the to the Rick house for, for a little private moment there for his now fiance. So uh, yeah, it was super exciting. Um, it's really, really cool to see things like that happen. Um, because, you know, for better or for worse, we're a part of their story at, at some point now. Right. Um, and that's, that's always really exciting. Um, I think that's kind of for me as, as, as a marketer, especially, you know, is the telltale signs of actually becoming that household brand, that household name, um, things like that happening. People, people choosing to spend their anniversary out there because the, you know, now wilderness is their spot. It's their hangout. You know, I have couples that that's, you know, that people tell me, Oh, well, this is, this is a special place for us. So we do all our events here. We spend Christmas here. We kind of come back for this or our son goes to center. So we always come to wilderness and that's like our family time. Um, one of my favorite kind of moments for that too, which was, uh, I was, I was looking for a house for sale and in, of course you look through all the pictures and I saw this, um, their, their bar set up in front row in their bar was a bottle of the yellow wilderness trail weeded label. <laughs> and I was like, we've made it. <laughs> we've made it. I don't know why that was the moment for me of being like, I'm in someone's house right now looking at it for sale. And that's what I see on their bar. Not, you know, not any other bottle, not any, you know, some of the guys that have been around for a while, but we were there and it was just, I don't know. So yeah, but congratulations to Adam. That was so exciting. Uh, and he, he is, uh, we've interacted before uh, via the socials uh, for some things. And um, he feels like a part of the family now too, which is really exciting. I, I was trying to get Adam to uh, get married out there at Wilderness Trail and where I could be their ordained minister. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'd love that. That would be awesome. Are you ordained? I am. <laughs> All right. There we go. There we go. So, Adam, if you're listening, these are these are plans that we can set in motion for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have a whole bunch of family down in Chattanooga to be upset. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. I can't. I can't. I can only fight so hard on that. So, so Haley, our third pour, uh, which I'm drinking out of a distillery products um, glass. Oh, we're sw- are you uh, are you switching labels on me here, huh? I am. I am. Well, <laughs> I thought I thought Haley was driving the boat. Oh yeah. Well, I was. I wanted. Yeah, I was ready to. I'm ready. You're ready on. to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her down that thing. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> this is what we do. So our third pour we have, what did you bring for us? So our third pour is our rye whiskey. And this is actually the second of the whiskeys that we produced um, or released. So we released our weeder, then we released the rye whiskey, and then we released our rye bourbon. Um, so this was the first of our rise that we released and like you, Mike, I am a wheat fan. I love wheats. Um, I have had, you know, I'd had some experience with rise in the past, but I guess I just was always put off by them. I just didn't find one that I really, really liked. Um, and I, and I wasn't that far into the bourbon world as I am now. It's amazing how far you can get when you take a just nosedive right into this this world and really just eat, eat, drink, and breathe it for day in and day out for three years. Um, that being said, I was like, okay, here's a rye. All right, buckle up, buckle up, Peros. You gotta, you gotta do it. This is yours. So, you know, um, and one thing that I loved about wilderness, you know, to this day and prior to, especially someone who sells this product, is that I don't have to lie about this, right? I don't have to lie about a single thing that I say about this product down to the fact that I love it, right? I don't have to, even with our vodka, which I have maybe a little bit too much PTSD when it comes to vodka, um, maybe a couple bad nights in college that got away from me. Uh, but even with that, you know, I don't have to lie about the vodka. I like it. I enjoy it. Will I drink it neat every day? Absolutely not. But as far as being a good vodka, I can back that. And I, and I don't have to have a guilty conscience about that whatsoever. So here we are with a rye and I was worried. Um, but I have absolutely loved this product. I have enjoyed it thoroughly. It is so complex and so beautiful. So what we have is, it is also a four-year-old product. Um, it is a, so we are going a little bit different on the, the mash bill, of course. So this is a 56% rye, 33% corn, 11% malted barley. So for a rye, so whereas our, our rye bourbon was a high rye, this is actually pretty low rye content for a rye whiskey. Um, what they call it Kentucky rye, right? Right. Kentucky rye. Exactly. You know, we've got other other distilleries, you know, I think Newport's is like 98 or even 100 percent, you know, rye. Um, and so but this is this is more of a traditional Kentucky rye. Uh, and even more Kentucky because we're still using Kentucky native rye in this product as well. And so, um, so four years old, low rye mash as far as that goes. Um, 
but it is at a cast strength. Um, so it's anywhere from 111 to I think the highest I've seen with our cast strength so far is 120, maybe 121. Um, this one I have right here is 113 proof. It is our, um, and they are, this one is also a single barrel. So this is one of our two single barrel products. So the weeded and the rye whiskey, we make things confusing. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but this is, so this is our, um, I don't know what, uh, what, uh, proof you are drinking on over there, but mine's 113 proof. Got a couple. All right. 113, couple different variants there. Oh, a barrel pick to the lion's share. Even better, even better. I love it. Um, so that's what we're going to drink on. Um, for me, what I love about our rise um, is it's 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 very in depth. It's it. I love rise. I what I've grown to love rise in a lot of ways. Um, for me, rise in the past used to be just something that was just all spice, all heat. And just, you know, punch you in the mouth kind of stuff, um, which some some people, that's what they want. Right. That's they they want that spice. They want that that kick in the pants. They they you know, they want that invigorating drink. Um, I always kind of call it rise the marble reds of uh, <laughs> of bourbon or whiskey just because it's just that hefty level. You know, it's the cowboy's drink. Right. It's the more traditional flavor. Um, but and especially what I, I think that rise done poorly often tastes like you know here's this beautiful plate of food and now I'm just gonna dump all this Tabasco sauce on it right all heat no flavor and um and I think ours you know I think if you do it right well you actually have a beautiful bloom of expansive flavors and that's what I like about ours is you know I get everything from floral notes I get a lot of I get a lot of like lavender, a lot of hibiscus, honey in there. Even I get the spice that I want uh, in there. Um, especially, I get a lot of the spice towards the front, the florals in the middle, and then it's a nice finish of a mint flavor in the back, and just like a little dinner mint. It's great, the whole meal. I know, I know. This is this is definitely Jim's jam. Probably is the rye, but I would probably like this rye more than Jim likes it. Um, because I think I'm a big red freak, like big red soda. I love it. I'm a Texas guy. So, um, and when I smell this, I smell big red gum or big red soda. That, and it has that big red soda has that little bit of spice to it. Just enough to let, let you know it's there. So, to mm -hmm. me, and this has been sitting in glass for a minute. So, it's the nose on it is just wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Opened it up a little. <clears throat> now I've yeah. had I've I've had some of your rye now I've had some of your rye your rye picks anyway, mm -hmm. that are I'm just one word would explain these epic they were epic I mean they were just absolutely phenomenal so we had the Lexington Bourbon Society on one show and I'm a member there but oh, we had them on yeah we had them on for a show and they had one of their picks that they had chosen with you guys and it was just absolutely candied orange just mm -hmm. amazing and then you know since then i've had a number of your single barrel um rise and they're just so different they're so they vary so much all but, over the board now this one here the, the one that i'm drinking is a lion's share mm -hmm. uh, and it is um you know this is a 
black licorice and Wrigley's gum combination. It's just it's okay. wonderful. It's just absolutely delicious. And it's got a little bit of grassiness to it, but in a good way. It's it's definitely in a good way. And I like this a lot. And I, I just picked up this bottle today, by the way. And this it's a good pour. Fresh. All right. Fresh off the shelf. Um, yeah, that uh, that Latina Bourbon Society pick, I actually sat on. I got the privilege to sit on the, in on that one. Um, they had teamed up with a couple other, you know, local establishments and ended up, we en- ended up with two picks, two different barrels. Um, Cozy couldn't narrow it down and they are entirely different entirely different but from one pick to the other they were so different and that's that's the other great thing about it right so that's an excellent pick um some of the lion shares have been phenomenal um that's yeah that's the other great thing about it is is especially either from a single barrel you know or from batch to batch you're going to have those variances you're going to have those different nuances and um they're going to they're going to either be right up your alley or Maybe they'll intrigue you. Maybe not at all. You know, um, I think I think one of those picks ended up being um, much more on the smoky side of of things. Much more of that, just like smoke oak barrel um, flavor. You know, toasted uh, marshmallow kind of flavor profile. And it was very different from that fruity floral, uh, like you said, those those mints and things like that. So um, two entirely different picks. Uh, Coming from coming from the same you know same branch, not the same barrel or anything, but it just it's so interesting um, to see that, and that's what I like about it is there's just so many different flavors, and I one thing I like about this rye as it's a Kentucky rye that low low rye level is I think it allows for for those variances very well, but with it being at a cast strength, you still get that kick that you're looking for when it comes to a rye, right? You're still going to get, you know, alcohol alone is going to give you that punch that you're, that most rye lovers are, are looking for. Um, so I think it's kind of the perfect, both of our ryes are kind of that perfect bridge of, of, of flavor profiles that you that you want, you know? Um, and maybe that's why I like it so much. I might be totally biased. You know, who knows? Um, Mike, Mike, I got a question for you. So, uh, so this, well, first of all, Haley, this this rye you call it your settler select rye. Mm-hmm. This this is a this is something that's always been at cast strength. Mm-hmm. It's always been uh, bold and spicy and and just a, a a menagerie of flavors. Mike, do you have a country artist that you want to apply to this one? Oh, probably Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. <laughs> Oh, applause. Yeah. I like that. Yes, it's it's a uh, it's smoother than what a regular ride would be to me. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not that kick in the throat. It still has that Kentucky hug on the back end where it's not, you know, it's not punching the back of the mouth. It's actually giving you that nice warm feeling and stuff. Like I'd said, mm-hmm. with like a cinnamon gum. I, I just I'd really dig it. You know, if I was going to have to drink a rye and I'm not a rye drinker, um, this would be one of the ones I would pull off the shelf. And I would put this right up against a, uh, maybe a wild turkey rye or somebody right there that somebody's been doing rye for a, a bit. Uh, Jim's probably better at that than me. Um, but I, I could drink this all day long. And that's, that is saying a lot for me. Jim would tell you that. 
Um, yeah, so so with the Wilderness Trail Rise, I'll just tell you right now, I've never seen so much variation in the barrels. So I've seen mm-hmm. such a wide variety of flavors come out of your picks that um, I'm always excited to try a new one. So when I went out and got this this lion's share today, I was like, I can't wait to go back and try that. It's going to be different, I know. Now, this yeah. one doesn't have any orange in it, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. But I, I, I get orange, candied orange in a lot of your rise, and this one not. So. Big difference. They will vary. They will vary. Um, and that's that's the exciting thing, right? And and what I like about that too is then you can almost go and like try to collect it, right? I mean, even yeah. from batch to batch, I was on our rye bourbon, I am now drinking or was drinking the DO2, which is like our second batch of the rye bourbon that we released, and it's still probably one of my favorites. So I saw it at Total Wine the other day and I was like, Oh, grabbing it. Um so yeah, I mean, they, the just the variances, those little nuances are so fun to try to find and see what you like. Yeah. Are you guys excited about uh, your tours coming back once the governor opens everything up? Yes, we are excited about that. Um, one thing we are trying to actively can you know work on is just how to do that in the safest, healthiest way possible whatever we can do to follow guidelines um, and make people comfortable doing that. Um, You know, one big thing about us is, you know, obviously, or any distillery is part of the tour experience, right? We're very proud of our tours. We love the, the um, experience that we offer. So we want to get that ball rolling as soon as possible. Um, Of course, you know, my uh, Pat and Shane are no doctors. Well, Pat is a doctor, actually. Um, they're not. They're not medical doctors, should I say? Um, but they they do know a lot about science and know a lot about microbiology, and they feel comfortable. You know, as long as we are allowed to do things in a in a really good way. So we're hoping to try to kind of start that process of saying like, you know, hopefully in the next few months, provided you know that we're allowed to open up. How do we do that? Uh, how do we make people feel comfortable? So probably doing very limited tours, limited times a day, limited amount of people, things like that. Um, even with our six year release, you know, we're we're planning that we don't have a tentative date on it yet. But we're hoping for maybe even the end of the end of the month um, to do a curbside release for it um, just to allow for people to pick up pick up this product, finally have a six-year wheat in their hands. We've been talking about it forever. Let's get it out there, um, you know, and and doing that in a safe way. And so likely that's going to be, you know, pre-ordering and doing that. The same thing with the tours is going to be something along the lines of probably, you know, calling ahead, registering, you know, um, maybe even doing something along the lines of, only allowing so many people at the gift shop at a time, but we're excited to hopefully within the next month or so, provided everything goes well, caveats to all this, um, to be open and, and doing limited tours. Um, so people least, should, so people should like keep an eye on the website for any announcements or. Please website, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, even we, I, I, we are active on all of that. Um, so yeah, all of those, all of those would be great resources um, once we start getting the ball rolling. So we're kind of in the planning for the planning stages 
of it, um, just because we are constantly being updated with things like OSHA guidelines and recommendations. And of course, obviously, as we are uh, getting new information day by day from the governor, from the CDC, et cetera. And so we just want to make sure we're following as much as we can with all that. Um, whether it's through obviously six feet social distancing, good PPE, um, and you know probably making sure people take a good shot of barrel strength before they leave. <laughs> and you guys, are, you guys are making you guys are making hand sanitizer as well, right? We are making hand sanitizer. Um, we have made about forty thousand gallons of hand sanitizer. Wow! Oh my yes, God. yes, and it has been. Um, another rapid shift in the way we've had to work and operate and things like that. Um, so, you know, we make it with, with our new make, uh, uh, in, in addition to, um, uh, um, hydrogen peroxide, um, water, those things, glycerin, uh, glycerol being the other component of that. So we, we do it. And, uh, as far as the world health organization standards goes, um, we provide a label, et cetera, et cetera. And we've been donating, almost all of it um to local uh local hospitals uh first responders etc etc to try to help do all that um we have sold a little bit mostly to um private consumers or small establishments things like that but most of it i would say a good 98 percent of it has been in donations to just try to help as as we possibly can Yay, yay to you guys. Good job. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh it's been a wild ride, that's for sure. But I it's been great to be able to adapt very quickly to be able to to make it all happen. And we've had a lot of help doing that too. We've had fellow organizations donate and um grant everything from green to ethanol. So it's been it's awesome. been nice. Yeah. Well, Haley, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. It's been a great time. I hope we've managed to touch on all the points that, you know, that are important to our listeners and and to let them know what's going on. And uh, Haley, thank you so much for being a guest on the Bourbon Road. appreciate all of our listeners and we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with us here on the bourbon road we hope you enjoyed today's show and if so we would appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate us a five star with a review on itunes make sure you follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the bourbon road that way you'll be kept in the loop on all the bourbon road happenings you can also visit our website at thebourbonroad.com to read our blog listen to the show or reach out to us directly We always welcome comments or suggestions. And if you have an idea for a particular guest or topic, be sure to let us know. And again, thanks for hanging out with us.